We live in a world where language and communication have become politically correct. We say bullshit. This is In the Trenches. We talk about what we want, how we want. How we want. Real and raw. From the military to veterans, society, spiritual, government, education, and everything in between, we're having real discussions about it all. Let's do this. This is In the Trenches. And now your host, Jossium. to another episode of in the trenches hey listen today is another great day and if you listening to us you already know since you've been you know checking us out we say what we want how we want on real and raw discussions we is we are not politically correct so why should we we're not getting paid for it so why we gotta lie so listen today we have a special episode and a very special guest and I want to first introduce my lovely co-host, Misunderstood. What's going on, my girl? What up? What up? What up? We in the trenches. <laughs> that we are. We are always in the trenches. If you don't know, every day we living in the trenches, no matter what level of financial you are on or in and what have you. So guess what? Today we have a good topic. This topic is an issue that's always been an ongoing issue that we have seen, but yet and still we keep ignoring the problems and complaining about it, but we're not doing anything. So we need to find out. Today's episode is have the American educational system failed our youth? Have the American educational system failed our youth? And our very special guest is also a educator, not only an educator, but also one of the co-founders of a nonprofit organization that's titled and called Interverse Inc. And it stands as the only Houston-based educational organization that directly targets, listen to this, teens and preteens. And we all know we haven't, if you have kids and you reach that age, you know, that we start having problems around that age, you know, because you maybe wasn't one of them baby kids to teach the importance of self-value in a relevant way. So guess what? This very special guest is, you know, very lovely, very intelligent, very smart and get, don't get it twisted. She's going to tell it like it is because she's coming straight from the heart. The special guest is Miss Angela L. Johnson. How are you doing, ma'am? Good morning. Good morning, fam. How are you? Thank you for the invite. Good morning, Miss Understood. Oh, my goodness. I'm ready. I'm ready to get right in. I, I'm so glad to be here. Well, we are happy that you took your, out your busy time to come on here and just, just talk to us and being real with us in this, this ongoing topic of 
have the American education system failed our youth? So, misunderstood, you want to go ahead and lead on with this because I know with your nonprofit organization, I am industry, I know it gears towards the youth. So, I'm going to let you lead this one by right on the question for Miss Johnson. Well, first off, let's just say yes. And we just leave it right there. Yes. All of the above. Yes. <laughs> Did they be yes? Did they not? Yes. Did they lie? Yes. Was it wrong? Yes. Like, yes. Yes, 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 and yes. Yes. <laughs> Discipline, yes. That's a lot of yeses. <laughs> the only thing that our school has literally done for our children, and I'm be honest, has prepared them for incarceration. That's the only thing that they've done. That's the only thing that they've done. So when it comes down to educating you, teaching you life skills, teaching you, uh, what's it, communication skills, because half the kids that we come in contact with now ain't even talking to you right. So it's like, wow, you don't have dialogue with your teachers, your classmates. Like, so even the simplest thing for children, you don't see anymore. So if they spend that much time in school, because that's the truth. We love our children. We always want to say what's wrong with the parents and stuff. But children spend a lot of time in school. So when they are under the direction and getting what they need, it then you can see it. So, no, I can tell you yes, because even within respect factors, within just being able to sit and follow a simple direction, they having a problem. So if it comes down to a, the American school system, I'll just blatantly just say yes. Oh. Angela. Well, what you think? Ooh, come on. Come on, Miss okay, Jones. And come on, Angela. A lot of what you said, I agree with you. So I'm not even going to spend time trying to repeat in an, another way what you just said. I do agree with you, but I do have a different perspective that says no. No, the school oh. system is not failing because what we need to understand is that the school system is a business. It is a mm. billion dollar business. It has a business plan. It has an agenda. And if we are even on the totem pole at all, our children are at the very bottom of that totem pole for making sure that our needs are being met. If you are a contractor, if you are a third party partner getting uh, money from the school system because you're bringing in your services to the school department or whatever, you are now a part of a multi-billion dollar company. So I think that we need to understand that we are not the school system's clients. We are not. We don't even pay to send our students to school, which is why we have no voice at the table. So I say, no, the school system is not failing us because it never intended to, to do that for us. That was just the PR. That was just the machine. That was just for you to say, oh, this wow. is a good place. I can have my kids and feel good about it on the inside that if I am now giving my responsibility to teach my children over into another entity, at least they sound good. At least they make me feel good about it. But when it comes to actually looking at the data, 
when it comes to looking at, like you mentioned, what our children are able to communicate when they come out into the world, are they able to produce, are they able to compete? And they're spending eight hours a day where they're supposed to be learning these things. I don't know how much I fought the school system versus faulting the parents. Oh, yep, I uh -oh. said it. I said it and I stand on it. Oh, uh -oh. I mean, look at it. I mean, I mean, if you if you took it in the in the perspective of any other business, right? Would you consistently go to Popeyes if they consistently were giving you food that wasn't that good, even though they promoted all this wonderful thing and New Orleans? And I love New Orleans, by the way. I'm a New Orleans fan. I right. <laughs> so they telling you, you know, you get all the spices. They got the trombones, the music, you know, everything. Popeyes, Popeyes is for the culture. Popeyes, this is Grandma's fried chicken. This is everything. But when you go into Popeye's and they say they're giving you chicken fried in old, weak old grease, and the, you eventually would stop going to Popeye's, wouldn't you? To go yeah, find some place else to eat. That's true. How, I yeah. mean, how much time and energy would you invest on blaming Popeye's and giving them your money? And not only will we giving them the school our money, we are giving them our children, our most prized possession. That's true. Now, I'm not, I don't know if I'm too upset about the public school system more than I am about us. Makes a lot of mm. sense. I mean, it. it, it yeah, means. let me let me get. Ooh, it, 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 ooh, yeah, we going yeah, here. She, she, we going she, here today. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she. Hey, she ain't. We ain't going there. She's already there. Hey, get <laughs> in it. Get this knee is deep. called in the trenches for yeah. a reason. The whole concept of what you just put out there. The school district is a business, a corporation. It's a nonprofit. It's a business. It's it's a it's a multi-billion dollar. Look at up. Do you know how much money a school district gets per child? I'm not even talking about the children that have special needs. I'm talking about just your regular average everyday blow child. And this information is public. You can actually go and Google. Every school, every school district has a report card. You can go and find out their finances because it's a nonprofit. So this is public domain. Every, I'm not going to speak, I'm not going to name particular school districts, but any school district, medium to large size school district, for each child is anywhere upwards of 8,000 at a minimum. And I'm sure I haven't looked it up in a while, but that was years ago when I looked it up. So it's 8,000, 9,000 minimum per student. Why do you think they trip so much about attendance? And yeah. I believe that the, they just put up now that is 90% that children have to be in school 90% of the time for attendance because that's how school districts get their money based on attendance, which is why at 10 a.m. every morning, if you are a teacher, you know what I mean? You either get a yeah. reminder email if you have not submitted your attendance or you get a bell, a ding, or you get an administrator that says, remember, teachers, please come make sure you submit your attendance. We have to make sure all of our kids are accountable for why do you have to submit accountability for your students' presence? Because the accountability is where you get your funding. Yeah, that's yeah. when you really wow, think about it, like when you really think about it like that and recall when I was in school, they the teachers would get upset if you came in the class late because attendance was already taken. That be and hard. not understanding it at the time, because, you know, I, I'm going to put it out there. I went to HISD and that's not a very good school district because there's always issues and problems there, but they always spending more money, you know, in the wrong place and not on, on us students. Well, I say us back at the time because I'm probably old as dirt by, by now, but uh, 
But when you think about it as a nonprofit and you process it, the thought like what you were saying, it it does make sense because businesses that are nonprofit make the most money. Yo, I'm over here in tears. I'm in tears. I just Google. (laughs) I Google my school district Mm -hmm. and how much they get per child. My school district. I'm in tears. I'm crying right now. 16,000. Wow. $692 per child. Wow. Oh my God. Now, now look at that. That kind of money, that kind of money that the Ain't no way that they not having no baby. school. Now you tell me how how's my baby still coming home with anything less than a B or a C with that mm-hmm. kind of investment? What is supposed to be investment? That that's wow. it can make sense. And and I listen, listen, let me preface Jesus. this right now because I am not, I am not, I am not, I have nothing but love for all of the teachers and the educators that are still in the trenches of the school system that have the heart like I do, that come there every day to, to, to face our children and to give them what we know they deserve. It's the, the most difficult thing is to be a teacher right now in America. Um, but when we're talking about the system that we are operating in, you have to become very aware of what the mechanics are. You have to become aware of what role you are playing to support the system. Mm-hmm. Wow. In other words, you got to know the rules to the game. You have to know everything. You have to know how they're playing. They have to know where you fit in. You have to know you have to know everything. You have to you have to be very clear about who you are and who you represent in that space. Wow. It's gangster. It's gangster. Listen, listen, listen. The school system is the biggest gangster in the world to me. Well, hey, yeah, 16,000 yeah. per student. 16,000. You, you got me over here. You, you got me over here muling because I'm trying to tell you. And and, and we're going to demand you bring your child to me every day. And if you don't bring your, your child to me, I'm going to send my goons right. to your door. Mm-hmm. And tell you your child is now in truancy, committing truancy. If you don't get this back, come on Ooh. now, come now. And you know what's funny about what you were saying and, and what's going on in my head is that all of this is going on behind the scenes, but we're so easily distracted and not trying to veer off. But we're so easily distracted on fighting among each other between political parties. And not seeing what we need to see versus seeing what, you know, what we should be seeing. That's something that we need to really be seeing. I'm glad yeah. Angela's here today because that's the first time that I've seen it. Now I want to find out what the Philadelphia School District is getting for their children. Because at the end of the day, if there is a dollar amount that you are getting per child, then that automatically says each child has a right to at least the basic, at least the basic. So there should be no less than, I mean, at the end of the day, now I can understand how they say, you know, when you're voting and stuff like right now, 
people have to understand that things have gotten so chaotic that they're trying to take our voice away any kind of way that they can. So if we no longer want to deal with it, we no longer want to vote. We don't want to care about the necessities. We think that entertainment is necessity. We think the stuff Mm -hmm. we see on TV is necessity. We think our clothes are a necessity. No, knowing how much a school district is getting paid per child is a damn necessity that all my life I never knew. But now... See, one thing about learning something new is you have the opportunity right then to make a change. That's, it. That's, it. that's how that's how that that's works. It. That's that, it. That's that it. fast. That's look, it. just just like that. That fast. Yes. Yes. I said, look, yes. I hope somebody out there is listening today. Yes. Like, yes. hold the fuck up. Wait yes. a minute. Yes. Mm-hmm. Son, with that, with that comes accountability now, right? And and that that's the that's one of the things that I, I preach so strongly about is I think that especially in this day and age, especially after COVID, I mean, we keep having things thrown at us. COVID, we got the war in Ukraine, we got, you know, is everything, like you said, the distractions. So if we take time just to talk to each other and become aware of what's happening then we can empower each other with what we need to know because the first word that you said that stuck out to me was rights now we're talking about what are the rights Mm -hmm. that we have if you are making this amount of amount of money off of my child then that means that should empower your voice when you want to come into the school building and now you want to have a conversation or you want but because of COVID, guess what? Oh, y'all can't come into the schools anymore. Y'all can't come into the classroom. Open houses now, they, they don't even let you into the classrooms anymore to do open houses. And it's because of, oh, well, COVID, you know, we got to keep things what they were. Listen to pay attention. So now you're telling me the space that my child spends more time than with me, I have no jurisdiction. And you're telling me I can't come into this space. I can't observe the learning environment where my child my child is i can't observe the other children that my child is interacting with i can't see the teacher in her space interacting with my children even though i'm looking at the news and i'm hearing all the teachers that are upset disgruntled half leaving half coming in that is now in the space of my child that is responsible for my child's future come on y'all you know what you know what i'm uh, you know first thing that come to mind as i'm listening is pimp the school district is a pimp because what you're describing is something of a pimp because (laughs) when you think about it you know we're gonna be real it's like bitch better have my money you still gotta pay the property tax that portion of the property tax go to the school district exactly that's a pimp Strong arm pimp. Look at so, that. So the pimp strong is arm. Paid he, twice. Strong arm. And then not teaching the kids. That's the oh what you said. Yeah. You better not say nothing. You better yeah. not say nothing. Because you getting you you uh, this is a smooth pimp because you're getting paid per child, and then you're mm-hmm. getting paid from the parents when they pay the property tax. Again, yep. you double dipping, and then you still ain't doing shit for the kids. That's, That's a straight a pimp. pimp. 
That's a shame. And making everything look all sweet and good and I everything told you, else. They, they got a hell of a PR campaign. Their um their PR, their communications department. I mean, now we do get some stories that are able to make it to the news and we do see some instances where there's some things been going on between, you know, the teachers and the children or you get a glimpse of what's happening in a bad way. But those are just the ones that slide through the cracks. Trust me, they spend a lot of money on their PR and their communications department. It's, and, and, and again, I'm, 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 I am, my issue is not the teachers, the ones that resonate with what we're talking about the ones right. that understand it can connect to what i'm right. speaking to right now that's not it's not the children it's not that it is the system it is the system within itself and it's the same system that's like all the other systems it's the same i equated to the penal system like you mentioned being in the prison a pipeline yeah. to going to jail i ask my students other ask them all the time because they will tell you ask, ask your child if anybody's listening at home do you feel like you were in jail when you go to school? I bet you they will say yes. Because oh, yeah. I'm talking oh, about yeah, the, because... the public school system, and they've never even been to jail. At least the ones I teach. I teach middle school level. So <laughs> because if you think about it, most of the teachers not realizing it, all the educators not realize educators are not realizing is when you lining up, put your hand behind your back when you're walking down the aisle. I'm now I'm really. One side of the aisle. Yeah. Look, one side of the aisle. You better not say nothing to anyone across the way. Right. That's just yeah. It's the same. And look at every day. Every day is being programmed every day, every day. And so what we're seeing, what I believe we're seeing that our children are exhibiting when they are acting out of character or you know, doing cutting up, doing the most is because they are screaming loud and clear, get us the hell out of here, please, somebody. And mm-hmm. But they don't know how to articulate that. They've not been given the freedom to right. speak truly how they feel and somebody listen to them. But right. I, I'm not, I mean, when we first came back from COVID, I just observed, I just walked around and it, y'all, it was so miserable. It was so miserable. So it was, I didn't even want to be there. I was like, oh Lord, I got to get out of here. So, so what is now, how in the system, how is it now where you have some schools that want to do hybrid uh, education? So I'm now, I'm trying to figure out how on God's green earth, uh, the school district is going to be getting paid per student on a hybrid, even if the student is not checking in. I'm trying to understand how are they trying to work that in? Because now you, you you got my juices running in, in, in my processing. That's why um, they I make them only, check in. Yeah, I was just about to say, it's, it's only so far <laughs> I can go in answering that question. Um, I'm not fully vetted in understanding how the whole virtual online, I'm not at the table for those kind of meetings. But from what I've seen on my end, um, in 2020, I opened up KACI, Kids Academy of Cultural Intelligence, where in the high needs community, I literally rented out a home and turn the bedrooms into virtual uh, learning centers because I knew parents were still going to have to work. But how were the children, like you said, going to be guaranteed to be online? Mm-hmm. And um, from what I observed, it is the logging in. It is when they actually log in, that is where teachers are able to capture the attendance. Right. Now, what happens as far as a child being engaged, staying on the computer, not, listen, let me tell you what some of these babies have done. Some of these kids are so smart. 
you know how you can have your, your background, like how we are virtually right here. You can set up right. your background. These babies have taken a picture of themselves. Like, like if I were to take it's my camera right table. now, take a picture of it, save it to their laptop, set it as a background picture. So they always look like this, but they have right. their background on and they're really not even there, but they've just wow. set they right. turned their video off and that's their screensaver background for it. So that's smart. I have to give that's, that's genius. If you let a child do what a child won't do, you'll realize that that child has a lot of stuff. Most adults are we we stifle children. Right. Come on, come on. Children be come ready down. to go. Come adults down. will pull you back, tell you no, don't do that. Like, mm. and it's like, you know, growing up, you didn't know any better. But mm. now as the adult, watching a teacher or not even the teacher because it's usually not the teacher it's the parent like parents are real big on pulling kids back like yeah i have to stop parents sometimes like uh it's okay like especially when you come to church when they walk into church they let people know don't you play around don't you bless up don't, don't, don't. i said well damn when he grow up he ain't never gonna want to come up in this joint like <laughs> like because we have fun in church like you gotta have fun so you want to come and be there but everything that you're saying is so true i i just i just remember the worst part of me being a school teacher seeing how the children were doing what they were doing how they reacted the worst part to me was security oh mm. you mean the security officers like the the actual security that like security like when Ooh, you cut up talk in about class, it talk about it talk about it talk about like it. you get you cut up in class mm -hmm. and now here comes security oh security takes you out and now you go get to go to the resource room, whatever, whatever. I used to tell these kids, you do know that when you grow up and you cut up, they not security. They police. They cops. This is not Rental fun, y'all. And, <laughs> and, 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 and they, that, out of all of the things that happen in school, I'm going to be honest. When security was called, the lesson was not taught enough to deter the behavior, if that's a good word to say. Look, we in the trenches and misunderstood is using big words, y'all, okay? Come now. Deter. Come on. Come on. Come on. It was a detour. Come on. It was a detour. It was a deterrent. It was deter. a deterrent. Like, come on. <laughs> like, we didn't do what we thought it was going to do. So at the end of the day, I'm not calling security on you because in your adult years, that's like you going to jail. Mm. I'm trying to keep you out of jail. I'm trying to keep you from having this confrontation mm -hmm. with this person that is not a security guard, that's not cool, that's not any of these things that our security guards are. So we bless God for cool security guards. Ooh, I just was like just we gonna tell you, amen to that. Yes, I was just about to bless tell God for you. school for cool security guards. We bless God for cool teachers mm -hmm. because without them, our children would be completely lost. Yes, you know, pedagogy ain't nothing in the classroom. 
Patty goes, you don't never walk through the door. I just want yeah. anybody out there to know. Yeah. You're in school, you're learning your stuff. If you don't know anything about how to relate to the kids that are walking through your door, you missed it. Mm-hmm. A big, big, big part of teaching. You missed it. You can't have a subject without knowing these children. And I believe that if we were to say why they're this or why they're that, I believe that our children are still going to make it. Our children are still going to be in there. They are still going to be a part of the number. Why? Because of the cool security guards, cool teachers, cool principals that don't care so much about what it looks like. Right. But they care enough to roll their sleeves up and get in the trenches. Come on. Like Angela said. Come on. With their children. But that whole school district thing now, that means that everybody that's listening, anybody that will listen, it doesn't even matter if you don't have a kid. If you see a kid not doing something that looks like they are worth, in my school district, over $16,000, we have a right to say something because like Terrell said, you do pay your taxes. So whether you have a child or not, you paying them taxes and that tax money is going to the school. So therefore it's going to take a system though. Like the system that you have, like your program, it's going to take more people coming out and knowing what it is. Unfortunately, I don't even know how to say this, but you know, those people out there that have made it, you know, you, you did all you needed to do. You done retired. Your kids are grown. You know, you're proud of looking at your children. So therefore, when it comes down to these kids, you don't really have to put too much work in because you still hold on to the fact that what you did and how great your kids are. We need your help. That's the people that we need right now, because the, the ones that's out here, the ones that can do what they can do, they are trying. There's a there's an old teacher, and I don't mean to call you old, but seasoned teacher that might be retired, that has at least a day, a few hours. We just need that whole, I really don't care how you feel type thing, but you still got to just read the book. You're going to read the paragraph. Like, it don't really matter what you bring it to me. If you're hungry, there's some chips. Gra- mm-hmm. Grab the chips and go and sit down and do what you need to do. We need that. De- we. What you're saying is, what you're saying is we need the village. That's Thank what you're you. saying. Yeah. That's what you're saying. You were saying that we need the village. All right, y'all. We've been out here long enough. We see what's going on. We can't speak to any other cultures about what they're doing with our babies, but this is what we've always known to be true. We've gotten away from it. Let's pull it back together because it again it is not about the school system to me we fought long and hard for the right to be within the school system thinking that the people that drive the school system were somehow going to now ordain us as equal and Mm -hmm. say yes we're going to give you the equal resources now you fought your way here even against our will and did not want you guys here but now here you are 
So we're going to unveil everything to you to the same degree that we unveil to our children. Come on, y'all. We know that's not happening. It's obvious. Right. So what we need to do is get ourselves back together. All of the, the seasoned educators that have been pushed out of the school system, because that's exactly what happened. I was a part of it. I saw it happen with my own two, two eyes, yeah. how they pushed out those seasoned educators. And mm -hmm. what they did by that was in a very insidious, heartbreaking way, they disconnected our children who were in the system that were relating to those old season educators that for many of our children, those mm -hmm. old season educators became their mothers, became their grandmothers, became mm -hmm. the ones who would give them hugs, the ones that would give them love. Like you said, the one that would have a bag of chips, the ones that would have, you know, all of those things that they knew that they needed, the ones that could come to them during lunch, the ones right. that they would come to when they just walked out of the classroom, they knew not to leave the school building, but didn't know where else to go. So they would come and knock on the door because mm -hmm. you knew they knew that you would protect them and you would keep them right yep. they pushed them all out y'all that's what i'm saying open your eyes it was intentionally done that way and so now our seasoned educators are tired and they're like oh baby y'all can have all of that i'm not trying to go back in there and have some child beat me over the head when i'm trying to tell that child to sit down mm -hmm. and stop cussing in here and act like you have some sense I've heard that. And the that. child beat me over the head because I'm telling him something that he's not getting at home. That's the truth. Ooh. So the village is what needs to come together and the village is going to have to be recalibrated and, and reorganized and restructured to meet today's needs and it's going to have to happen outside of the school system. That's so, how it's going to have to happen. So like, how, would, how would that... Our system is going to have to be strong enough and big enough to compete with the machine of the school system. So, if we so dare, if we ever can, find the courage to. So let me I ask you am, this. I have it, I'm ready. <laughs> so I'm how you, can, what, what would be the first step in that going into that direction to be able to have such a system so strong, so powerful enough that we can stand on our own in the community? That's loaded. I'm gonna let you tackle that one. That, that's loaded because I, I want. I was about to say, first thing. Okay, okay. We well, let me go in and then, and then you. Oh, you go ahead, Miss. No, Ms. no, no. Go I was just gonna say, put them together. We got to get us together. Okay, we I, I was just gonna say the same thing too. Talk, and it's I not just, just my idea that. on you. You know, mm -hmm. like I tell people all the time, if you've ever gotten a chance to get the copy of my book, Surviving Tough Times, on your March cassette, go shameless plug. It is about, <laughs> look, it is about, look, it is about, <laughs> go, look, right. there you go, there you go, show it. I know that's right. There, I you know what I mean? Right. Surviving tough times on your march, get set, go. Trust me, this is the beginning of something because in this book, it, it gives you a place to put your thoughts. Mm. This book ain't about me. This book is about what God is doing in my life, how he did it, how he did it for me, how I can understand why it's a good day, why it's a bad day, how I can understand that when these kids show up, I can't show them none of them types of days. I still mm -hmm. just got to be good for the babies, you know, mm -hmm. but it gives my thought, your thought, their thoughts. Mm -hmm. They become our thoughts. That's it. And then that's it. we can make a step towards what it is that we're trying to do because as long as i'm telling you what i believe is best for you and you ain't nowhere in the building 
So by the time you get it, it's all the way wrong because <laughs> it's only for me. Because I thought about it, my whole group. We put our minds together on it, but we never invited you. So until we get together, so if it got to be whatever we're going to do with surviving tough times, that is the place we're going to get together because it's no race, no color, no creed. no God don't have a pick. So as much as we want to separate it, we've been separated so long that the first thing that we want to do is in our gaining power is then separate ourselves. And then we would then be just come the oppressors like it would just switch. So we can't do it that way. We got to all be able to sit at this table. And guess what? They ain't going to be great conversations. Everything is not going to be sweet, but we got to be ready to be in the trenches about it. Why? Because our children are important. Our children are our future. Right. People talk about their businesses. They want businesses. You you own a business. Mm -hmm. You got a five-year business plan for your business, but you ain't told me what your child is going to do in five years. You making somebody mad right now? Somebody just click the delete you, button. Somebody you just, just you you just click, you somebody just said someone she would not you talk know to what? me like that. <laughs> what I'm saying, you know everything I see. You you stepping. I'm well. You know I'm the CEO of, and I Come see now. this, and I see this, and I got visions, and I got Come this, now. and this is how we gonna make it. And then I'm Come thinking. Now. But I'm talking yeah. to your children every day when they come to me at school and I know it's a whole different story. And they dumb mm. as hell. <laughs> I'm going to tell you straight like that. People ask me like four or five years ago, why you start doing what you're doing? Why did you think of making the IMA industry? Why did you decide that this is what you were? I said, I started coming in contact with d- dumb children. And that's exactly what it was. Children that can't say your name. Like you ask the kid their name and they back up. Whoa. Oh, they give you their nickname because they Come don't know their real name. Their birth oh, name. <laughs> and but 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 because of the way that society has deemed it, you know, stranger danger, all of that. The stranger danger thing has killed the village. Because mm-hmm. if the village was to show up. You wouldn't be able to show up because now I'm thinking you somebody dangerous. You do know that the person that's going to really touch your kid is like your friend. Mm. That's your what nephew. I was just about to say. That's stranger danger. That I ain't think... real. Really? You think that? It's real. It's real. But the danger, I believe, is coming from the house. Because me speaking to a me speaking to your child on the street. That's not the dangerous thing. I'm trying to I'm trying to help in my part. You know what I mean? As opposed to we have a we have a generation out here that will ask me like cuz I speak to everybody. I have had kids turn around and be like, "Why are you talking to me?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Excuse me?" Mm-hmm. They're like, "Why are you talking to me?" Like, "Who are you?" Oh, well, shit, let me introduce myself. My name is Adrian. I- I'm one of these out here that care about mm. all of it. So that this is why I'm talking to you, because I'm not even going to get mad at the fact that you just asked me, you know, because the older generation would have just been disrespected. And then now we can't even have the conversation because you disrespected me. Like, so there's a lot they of put they self before the child when they get upset like that. 
Do you understand? We got to get yeah. a whole lot of shit out. And that's what it is. Shit. Like you got to get it out in order to be able to come to the table. Mm-hmm. Because when the kid, I never get, he said, why the hell is you talking to me? <laughs> Told him because somebody needs to talk to you because I'm tired of it. It's six people talking about you. Mm-hmm. So I'm the adult that cares enough to talk to you. And to step to you. Look, because obviously nobody has taught you. Because if somebody had taught you, you would have got up. Like we were on a bus and there was like an old man that got on the bus with the cane. These are no brainers. You sitting here with the basketball, bruh. These are no brainers. But he didn't get up. You, you know what I'm saying? But no adult told him to get up. And I mean, we don't have the right to tell you to get up. But in the lesson of oh, how we do, we do see, what see, we, do. we do, we do, we do. And that's that's the part that I, I feel like we need to get back to. We've become so we've been we've allowed ourselves to give up our rights to our children and to whom I don't know where nor why, because. I remember a day when we would walk up the street and around the corner in the community. And even if I did not know this lady's name, but if she saw me walking, holding hands with the boy and I thought I was going to say, because I'm around the corner, I'm around where the street of my family is. So I'm I'm thinking I'm smart enough to go around the corner over here. To avoid Miss Jenkins or somebody that knew everything everything she knew enough to say even if she hey 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 y'all stop holding the hands what what is this where are you supposed to be right now and don't let it have been during school time now oh, I'm school and then got caught you see, so no, we, we still have the rights to our children, regardless of how they respond to it. And we have to hold on to those rights because that's our con- connection to our children. They need to hear our voice, whether they want to or not, because guess what's going to happen? Life is going to happen. The world is going to come to them and it's going to be one, one situation, one moment where it's going, they're going to remember it's going to be your voice. If you don't, if we stop talking to our children, they will not hear the voices that come into play that make the difference between life and death that help mm-hmm. them to make the right decisions when they have to say, oh, this, okay, this ain't it. I remember last time I got on and, oh, I got chopped up. It's the, it's the love, it's the caring. And that is always all right. That's who, 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 who gonna stop us? Who gonna say something? Mm-hmm. Well, see, the problem is you got these ignorant people out here. You know, the ignorant ones that's raising the kids because we trying to figure out why the kid is so rude and why the kid don't have no home training. And then we realize that the home is as raggedy as all let out. And you're like, okay, so, okay. So don't talk about the people's home is understood. Don't talk about I'll tell you straight up, if I call you eight times a day telling you that your son is in in need of failing, he is close to failing, and I'm trying to figure out we can do a plan so he can graduate. And you'll never call me until the day he call you and tell you I took his phone from him. I got a problem with you. I'm gonna call your ass back. Any day okay. All right. I'm going to interject something. And it's, it's not a popular thing, but this is Come the on. whole premise. 
of my nonprofit is you you not you might not like it right now. It's gonna sting a little bit, but you're gonna be okay with it. Just like I'm taking proud medicine. Of your whole process. So this is what I what we have, I believe we have to start doing for our families. But like you said, if we never hear from the parent and I'm trying to get in touch with you to let you know that your child is about to fail and um, you know, if, if you do come by the house, I, I see where you live, I see the environment. So we can already start putting two and two together. There's no surprise for me to not have heard back from you when I can see where, you know what I mean? So I think right. that what we have to start doing is start allowing those values that were always true to us, those things that got us through slavery, those things that got us, we talking about we in the trenches. No, we not in the trenches like how ancestors were in the trenches. They were, those, yeah. those were some for real, for real trenches. So what did they use to stay alive and keep their spirit? They had some values and virtues that they held onto that crossed them over troubled waters that became their North Star to get on the cross. And so what we're talking about is Ooh, you preaching. have to understand that we are all subject to the system of oppression and it shows up in various ways. So when we see that, if we are the educators, then we have to know, okay, let me not end up on the same side as the system and start pointing the finger saying, oh my God, look at your house. Why don't you call me da, 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 da. No, 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 sis. We gotta start saying, I'ma extend you grace. I'ma extend you compassion. I'ma extend you understanding because trust me, there is no mother out here there is no mother out here that wants to see their child fail. There is That's no true. mother out, even that through her brokenness, true. even through her toxicity, even through her trauma, even through her mental abuse, even through her physical abuse that might've come from her husband, her boyfriend, her father, the, 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 her friend's husband that she was sleeping with. Whatever the situation may call for, what I'm saying is nobody is just out here like that naturally. There has been some degree of abuse that has been suffered by that person. There's been some oppression. So when we see that and you see the environment, we gotta know that that's what's happening, even if they can't speak to it. So we gotta say, you know what, I'ma step in. I'm going to step in the gap. And so my conversation may not need to be with the parent. My conversation may need to be with this baby. Look, let me tell you something right now. I understand what your situation is. I can see you. I see you. You're visible to me. My heart is here with you. I care for you. The most important thing that we got to get you to do right now is to graduate because when you graduate, there's so many doors that can open with that. And I'm going to walk with you hand in hand and we're going to do this together. And guess what? I'm strong enough not to just to give this to you, but I'm going to give this to every last one of my babies that are in here. It's like uh, 25 of y'all just in this one class alone. So my source of energy that I use to empower my babies with that can't come from my peers. This got to come from my creator that I'm asking and praying every day, pour into me, pour into me, pour into me. So I have enough because my arms got to be long enough to reach around, not just these babies, but these parents. So I don't cuss his mama out <laughs> or his daddy out or the church out. You know, my, my compassion has to be strong enough to, stre to stretch all the way, not just for him, but for his children. Because one day these students going to have their own children. Yeah. So mm. I can't just think about right now in this moment. I can't just think about the environment that they come from. I got to think about what's ahead. And if you are a teacher, like I am a teacher, if you are an educator, misunderstood, I already know you understand what I'm talking about because you're one of them. So when we know that that's what makes us 
God's angels. We are the angels. We are, and we have to activate. We have to, we don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's do or die now. It's <laughs> life or death now. Cause some it's of these children that's coming out, Lord, no, I don't want these to be the ones that working in Popeye's fixing my food. Do you, you understand? You know what I'm saying? You don't have any integrity. You don't have the character. You don't have the concern enough about what you were doing and, and your work is not that meaningful to you. So now you out here just throwing my spicy chicken sandwich together. It dropped on the floor. You ain't even care. You just picked it back up and threw it on the thing and now it's in my bag and I'm getting ready to eat it. You see what I mean? I'm talking about yeah. the humanity. Yeah. It runs deep. Yeah. I, rem- I, I remember the time where it when I was younger, they don't have it anymore. And I like what you were saying about the community. You know, the community needs to come together. They need to revamp. We need to be stronger. I remember when the community was strong to the point where when you were in high school or even just beginning high school, there was always some organization, whether it was a church or whether it was a fraternity or sorority, they would get together and at X number of dollars, the parents would just pay and they will cover the rest and you will go on a college tour. So that way they get you exposed to the different colleges that's outside of your community, that's outside of your house, that's outside of your city, that's out, maybe possibly outside of your state. But we don't even do that anymore. Well, I know we, I know people that do that. Yeah, I, I, I was about still to say, see we, kids. We, yeah, we do, they get we excited when they go. Yeah, wow. yeah. In, in fact, we so, just had it. It just depends on how we're getting the word out about it because I just participated right. in the HBCU College Expo a few weekends ago. So there are organizations, right. but if your source of the information is coming home in your child's backpack in a letter and that's only if the school is supporting something like that Mm -hmm. then chances are you are not as aware of the things that are happening because we're operating in silos now so much of what we're doing like you said misunderstood is outside of the community because we feel we have arrived so I'm going to move outside of the community now because I can't live in the hood anymore. I'm going to shoot out here to Pearland. I'm going to shoot up here to wherever, you know, and because because I've just been so traumatized by my community that I've gotten a step up and enough of a step to get out of the community. But you never return back to the community that gave to you. So now our community is depleted of these resources that you talk about. So now the, the, the gentrification begins because those that can see 10 and 20 years in ahead and do planning, economic planning for that can say, yeah, this is a desolate desert right now, but ho, 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 ho. in 10, 15 years, I'm gonna get this agreement with the city and we are gonna move all of these people out of here. And that's what's going on here right in Houston. That is on. what's going on in Houston. In it's all in the areas, it's happening everywhere. Anywhere so we don't define community anymore. We and, and it is our it is our fault. We never had to leave outside of the community. We just had to empower the community. We just had to bring up right. the community. We just had to elevate the community. The children of the community needed to see us cleaning up our community. You didn't have to wait. You did. I remember when we had lawnmowers. 
And I remember on Saturday mornings, you could hear all the streets live because everybody was on their lawnmower, <laughs> cutting up that, you know what I mean? I remember when you had Miss Miss Jones down the street because she was always going to get the best yard sign. You know, we had pride. We had pride. And it was, it was our, that was our wealth. It didn't matter right. to what it needed to look like to anybody else outside of the community. You couldn't just walk in to our community and handle us any old kind of way. But now we are against each other and mm -hmm. we are leaving each other. We're separating from each other. And I can tell by the children that I teach, I can tell whose parents are still supporting their children and who are giving them what they need. I can tell by the way the children speak. I can tell by the way they carry themselves. I can tell by the anger that some of them come in with. I can tell how much of them, they have such a short trigger. It doesn't take much. I can tell you by, by who you are by talking to your children. And I know we need to get it together because our children out here got oh lord wilding out. Look. They out here any old kind of way. You wouldn't ask a child who is Dr. Martin Luther King, who is uh, and those are just the ones that we grew up knowing. Those those are the ones that they told us in the school system who we had to know when February came around. Mm -hmm. You don't even need those because we had those within our family, didn't we? Then we have people in our family, in our community, that they were the leaders for us. Yeah. I can't tell you the last leader that we had on a national, international level that I feel the same way about a Malcolm X. I don't, we ain't had a Malcolm X since Malcolm X, as far as I'm concerned. We haven't That's had true. any of them. We haven't had a Mal we haven't had a Malcolm. We haven't had we haven't had a Malcolm. We haven't had a Martin. We haven't had, and it's funny because. I think the only one we probably have had is an Emmett Till. Like we've seen, we've seen the demise of us. We've mm. seen that. So if that is the case and that's how it's going to go, then it's time for someone to do it. The problem, well, I don't want to say it's a problem, but it's different because they were in their 20s, early 20s late 20s so it's like you look at the kids now and you're like you do know at this age which you are now he was saving the world come on with a dream come on you know? come but on. he was doing it and then the community was behind him enough come on. to put him there but you said something it's the community yeah. that common unity you know if you okay, I see it's what funny you did there. I like morning, say that again. Say say the that common again. I see unity. What you did there. I see that's the common unity. I like that. I like that's that. a community. The common like unity that. of what we're Come doing Come is like why I care. You know, like like if I don't have children, but I see children. I'm speaking to them as if they yes. did come out of me. Why? Yes. Because that's yes. the common unity. Yes. Because mm -hmm. this kid is also now not going to walk by me five, 10 years from now and want to bust me in my head come because on. he's got that common unity of come me. On. It's not something new for him. It's come not on. something, you know, but it's just like people represent their hoods so much. I tell people all the time, but well, you do know I still live in the neighborhood. They be like, 
well, why are you acting like that? No, no, no. I'm just saying I live in the neighborhood because, you know, I have neighbors. I speak to my neighbors. Mm -hmm. You know, when you then sitting on your step and don't want the lady that lives next door to you to speak, you took your neighbor out of it. So now you live in the hood. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I see what you did there too. Come on now. Yeah. I see what you did yeah. there. Come on. I didn't say you Come live on. in the hood. Come on. But if you can't talk to your Come neighbor, Come on. you don't live in the neighborhood. Come on. Come and on. And that's what we need to get back to. That neighborhood. The community. Come on. Come. Because Ooh. Go on, go on, go on, if you're listening, I hope you I'm are learning saying. something. Listen, Angela been dropping all day. She's a preacher too, y'all. We ain't tell you she was a preacher. I know. She's just not wearing the white collar around the, around the Wait neck. Wait a minute. You know? But she's in, <laughs> you said middle school, middle school and high school, correct? You work for, with middle school? I work for, I work with middle schoolers primarily, but we're extending it over to, to high schoolers uh, because right. there's no, isn't there's never a moment that's too late. It's never a moment that's too late. Exactly. So um, yes, that's, that's, that's we uh, focus on right now. Yes, ma'am. Well, we need more of you. We need more, we need more people. of you. We need more of y'all. We need more of us. Everything that you are it's, it's the time is now. It's, it's yeah. the time. We don't have to keep pointing the finger. And I feel like if we don't, like children don't understand, oh my goodness, you have technology right at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. You have resources right at your fingertips. If you don't like going to school, if you think school is jail, they still gave you a Chromebook, freak the system then. You yeah. over here getting pimped, flip that around. You become, you give them a strong hand to be like, you know what, I'm going to take your Chromebook that you just gave to me, that you that you let me come home with. And I'm going to start looking up on here because I hate school. I hate coming here every day. I think I'm a hustler anyway. I think I, I should start a side business anyway. They are giving you the tools so you don't have to wait for me. You don't have to wait for anybody. And that's mm. the thing. We have become so, so dependent. dependent on others to have to tell us what we can do for ourselves. That is the greatest damage that the school system has done that you are relying on others outside of yourself to teach you about what right. you can do for yourself. And that's the whole premise again about innerverse is that we guide middle schoolers through their inner discovery of their values, their virtues, their gifts and their talents. And we start to use that as the foundation for who you can become in your future and your career choice what you choose as a career should not be based on money because money comes and goes what you choose as a career should be based on your character what are you put on this planet for and how are you impacting and bettering those around you and we don't have to wait until you 18 years old and graduate to get out because you might not ever graduate so i gotta start now i gotta get you while you're here now so that if you never have anything from me again, if you never get anything else away from me again, hopefully I planted a seed right there. Mm -hmm. I planted a seed. And even if you don't see me again, I already know that it's angels all always around. So I'm going to just That's wait right. until you get to the next one, until you get to misunderstood. And misunderstood going to see you and be like, hey, 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 hey. And you're going to ask misunderstood, why are you talking to me? She's going to say, because I'm one of the few that care about you. Mm -hmm. So then That's see it. that I planted, she's going to start nurturing it, watering it. Yeah. And slowly but surely, that's how we change the tide 
for our future, for our children, for our grandchildren, for everybody else. But we have to be intentional about that. We can't get so caught up in TikTok. We can't get so caught up in Facebook. And oh, Facebook is not even a thing. I was told one of my students that Facebook is only for old people. And I got like a thousand friends on Facebook. So that means it's a thousand of us that's too old to be <laughs> But you see what I'm saying? We go, we get so distracted by watching other people give us a tidbit of their life and their perceptions or their perspectives on things. And we take that and try to embody it and adopt it as our own thinking. But that was never for us. That was them. You see what I mean? And so we're getting so confused. We have so many different messages coming in our mind. And let me tell you what's so fancy about TikTok and Instagram. And all you got to do is roll. You constantly, you can scroll up. You constantly getting images, constantly getting hit. And then they got music. They got all the dance and music stuff. Babe, you just being razzled and dazzled. You don't even see what's going on. You just being razzled and dazzled out your mind. All day. And now your children all day long. All day. Hey, all you, day long you know when you say the razzle the dazzle and dancing all, wow. all day long you know what the other thing that that just popped up was the explanation that a lot of kids don't know and i didn't even know at one point in our community when you spoke about tweaking can you elaborate Oh, twerking? Yeah, twerking, I mean. I know you old. You didn't call yeah. tweaking. <laughs> twerking. <laughs> well, you, I told you I'm, I'm about a half a century. <laughs> so. <laughs> Listen, I'm right behind you. I'm right behind you. I'm right behind you, too, because I already knew what you were talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. So here's the thing. Um, the disconnection um, of from our history, a lot of people don't know this. This is also Googleable. You might have to do a little bit more research. Uh, it's not gonna probably come pop right up, but you gotta Google it, the history behind twerking or the origin. <laughs> you about to say it. <laughs> the origin behind twerking. And you're gonna have to you know, do some in-depth research because twerking is, is by comparison a relatively new term compared to, you know, back in the day, like it, twerking hasn't always been in existence for us. We didn't have twerking, we had the RoboCop. You know, we had, <laughs> we had the WAP. You know, that's what we had. We had this, that's what we had. I don't know that twerking stuff we didn't have, but, but nonetheless, so twerking is here. But this is the history behind twerking that many of us don't know. We know about slavery. We know about the auction block. We know how we were brought over here to this country, barely, uh, you know, making it. We got here to the soil. And the first thing, one of the first things that the slave masters had to do was to sell us off. So they would set up, you know, the auction block, the regular auction block, and they would derobe all of the women, the children, the young girls, the men as well, the young boys, they would disrobe. And to make the females more attractive to the slave owners that they were selling them to, they had them get up on top of that auction block completely naked and they would have them gyrate their bodies to become more physically attractive to the slave masters. They would actually increase the price based on the attractiveness of the female that they were selling. That was what got the slave master or whatever to, to, to purchase that woman to become his wench, 
that her daughter, her child, if they kept them with them, also in turn became the winch. And depending on how old the boy was, the boy became a buck. This was how it all started. And so what has happened is that we are now our own slave masters. We sell ourselves to each other. We are now embodying what the representation of that means. And we've taken it to a whole different level to where now you don't even see the white man in the space anymore when we are selling and buying each other. They're not at the strip clubs like that. Mm, it's that's us. True. It's us. And we and we becoming so professional at it. We becoming so so good at it. We start telling you how much you got to pay in order to see me shake my body. Now, with that being said, I am not judging anybody that is selling themselves for whatever I, you do. You whatever. I'm not saying I'm not judging you. I'm not criticizing you. I don't know you. But I'm just letting you know what the history is behind the work that you do or the work that you support. You can try to take it into your mind and make it be something, oh, I just go there to relax. You actually leave your wife or your family or your children to go there because you need to free your mind or whatever it is that you need to do or all the boys we gonna get together, all the girls we gonna get together. Before you get married, you go to the strip club and you think it is a fun time here again, propagating what was a historical oppression, the worst oppression that you can do to another human being is to sell them. That is trafficking. That is the, that is the, that is the greatest evil that you can do to somebody, but that's the history that it comes from because we could not stay subjected mentally to what they did to us because nobody can just walk around knowingly that I'm selling myself or I'm being sold to that and deal with the mental oppression of that. So you got to disconnect from that. You got to disconnect from that and turn it into, but I'm making all this money though. Look at what I'm doing with it. If I'm going to sell myself, I'm going to be the one to sell it like this. And I'm going to, you're going to have to pay this. And I only do such and such because you're trying to adopt some sense of control or authority or not ethical. Ethical is not the word that I'm looking for. Morality, morality, moral sanity is what you're trying to do because it's tracing all the way back into your early DNA from when your ancestors, those that came before you, bleeding, bruised, crying, oppressed, divided, scared, afraid, had to stand on that auction block completely naked, derobed, and told to shake. In front of their children, told to shake. In front of their husbands, told to shake. In front of their mothers, in front of their fathers, told to shake. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Yeah, we can't live with ourselves like that. So we got to flip it. We got to make it about something that we control. It's still the same. I don't care what you do with it. And you can be mad at me for saying it all you want to. But like I said, Google it, research it, know your history. Yeah. Know your history. <clears throat> Because I know when I heard you say that. that. It's not the school system. The school system is not going to teach us our history. No, because right. I know we're going to have another topic about, you know, the CPT. You know, with the education system. What uh, is later. CPT? I'm always subject to CPT. So you got to... No, no, no. <laughs> Basically, where... The school is trying to say that 
slavery was voluntary. They they trying to take slavery or anything of oh, history you're talking out. About the, the critical race theory. You talking yeah. about the CRT? Oh, the critical, critical race. Theory. race. That's why I was okay. like, what is yeah. he talking about? Like I was to say because I'm late all the time. Don't do me. I'm late all the time. That's CRT. CRT. I'm yeah, about to say yeah. I knew it was initial. I was Wait like, a minute. you got the C and the T right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm thinking, wait, See? you talk about being late? <laughs> well, you know, you know, we always CPT like what Angela said. <laughs> Listen, I can honestly say that closer to 2020, like you can tell the difference between, like, I know people that will have a show mm -hmm. and half the place will be empty but they will start on time just so that those people that came late they will know for the next time yes, you might do yes, it for everybody true. else but don't do it for me if mm -hmm. we say 6 30 you better be here at 6 15 if you're trying to get in and get situated and oh, all you that you better not even tell me that it started at 6 30 you better tell me that it starts at six o'clock We'll tell I won't say we'll tell you five about five thirty, you know, five forty-five. <laughs> Sometimes you know you gotta set your watch to it, you know, just you make it a little bit longer than it is. And people don't understand that. But before we finish, I just wanted to put that in there because that that whole that whole twerking history is real. But I got one better for you. Uh oh. Uh oh, you Ooh, throwing a nugget ready. like I normally throw at you. Because that's why I had Angela talk and speak that because I want that nugget to throw at you because you know I always gotta give you a surprise. Listen, that's what I told her. I told her to watch out for you. I told that her. That is I what she told me. She did. did tell me that. She I did. tell you, he'd like did. to drop bombs. You'd be like, she did. She did tell me that and look at you dropping, like, dropping bombs, getting ready. But I just wanted to say the term is give the drummer some. Give now you got the drummer my head. They did make them shake on the auction block. Mm -hmm. They did make them do it. Mm -hmm. But they didn't know how to tell them to get up on the box and make, say, give the drummer some. Understand. So give the drummer some is before the auction block, but it's just our culture. It's just our heritage. It's just what we do as black people. You know, the a duke Okay. So the twerk, twerking is cultural. Older people call it give the drummer some. You know, they go down on the they go down to the lake. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a log on the lake. Mm -hmm. And you slide your leg over the log. And you learn how to give the drummer some. You, mm. you know what I mean? You, you teaching me. I've never Come heard on, of this baby. before. But that is what twerking really is. You we giving the drummer some. Okay. So that is, do you understand? Yeah. Slide your leg up over it. Get in the log and put him down. Girl, that's what they do. That's what it is. I know that's right. I know that's right. But, 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 like you said, they're not teaching you why and how you do what you do. 
they now take twerk and make it a bad thing. But honey, if you give them the drummer sound, that's just like when kids is doing it and you like, you know, you know, we was in the club. So, you know, you yes. know I'm yes. shaking like a salt shaker. Come on, come on. Oh, listen, like listen, I know what you. to do when I know what to do when that nine nine and that two thousand and that B drop. Listen, you can play it right now, and I'm gonna get up right now. So that, I'm I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not judging anybody. That's Baby, why you got to the tell them. You got to you tell them. You, at the, it's just a time and a place for everything. It's, it's that's just it. Yeah, it's and, a time and, and a place for everything. When you're I with think, your people, you allowed to do that. And you in the house, you allowed to do that. Yeah. When you doing it outside and you now, see, it's about that moral code. It's about that moral code. Because even with the moral code, you just not going to do it in certain places. You don't do it in certain things. Like now we don't have that. You know, like I was a, I was a, a kid smoker. But still to this day, I'm in my 40s. I will not smoke around my parents. Yeah. What are y'all doing? Yeah. Like, right. uh, uh, uh right. can you put that down? My mom right. about to walk you through. Right. My mom about to walk through the door. Right. They looking at me like, you, right. You, you still doing it? Yeah. Bro, absolutely. Go around spraying yeah. the house, making down. sure it's <laughs> Or go around it. back or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Why are you sitting on the front step? You ain't never sit on the front step to smoke. You sit on the back step to smoke. Yeah. It's, it's mm. a difference because it's like the moral of it says, I might be doing it. But I know that this is not the outwardly look at me, look at me. Mm-hmm. And we well, don't have and, and that I think, anymore. I think it goes even, it goes probably even a little bit deeper, even a little bit deeper, because I'm with you with that. I'm with you with understanding the rules of how you did what you did when you were young, because you were young. But you still had the umbrella of the teachings, so you knew how far to go. You knew what to do. And you that's know, why we have our go. problem right now. Because you all we got a problem because that. you ain't got to sneak in the house because you with your mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you ain't got to sneak in the house if mom's still out. You, mom with her boyfriend, and I know she with her boyfriend, and and I you said it. I think Angela, you said. It, Cause the boyfriend is my, the boyfriend is somebody else's husband, but that's my, my boyfriend and they be together cause they go over here so we can come to my house because why not? That never would have happened before. I if we did bad, certain... we were sneaking to do bad because we had a... the adult figure there. Now we got adults that want to be children. They, they still holding on to their 25 and it's like, like my pastor was saying, it's time to adult. <laughs> I think, I think, and I'm gonna take y'all here for a, a quick second and see. I want to see what y'all think about it. I think there was a disconnect. Well, we well obviously there's a disconnect, but the older that you go back in time, the further that you go back in time, the closer that you get to slavery, right? The the closer that you get to what that oppression looked like. So we came, we are the the descendants of those who said, okay, the way to save my child is to embody a certain amount of that oppressive nature to keep them from going to the hands of the ultimate oppressor and being killed. So it sounded like, 
oh master no 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 you don't have to beat them you don't have to tell i'll do it i'll do it i'll i'll keep them you don't have to you don't have to whip them you don't have to take them to the tree you don't have to hang them mm -hmm. i tell them hey 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 son daughter don't you do that no more you don't do such and such such and such such and such right so we had that leash we had that sense of protection but at the same time the sense of pride and integrity that we had within ourselves once we started moving away from this idea of needing to whoop our children once we started realizing we don't have to whoop our children oh my god the only reason why we know about switches off of a tree which i used to have i was told all the time when i was there to go get we had to go get our own switches yeah i remember those days yes that comes from you slavery. better not bring a little one and you, you bring a little one if you want to you better oh, not get oh, no little twig oh, off oh, that real? tree this, this what you got oh you right yeah you right. sit right here and all y'all finna get it because y'all should have <laughs> let y'all know right so what i'm Everybody. saying is we came from a time where we started embodying the discipline from that oppressive nature and so for our us at that time that became the rulers of the roost. The grant uh, what grandma said is what went. What you mean? We not you not finna get me in trouble. Mm -hmm. But as time has progressed and oppression has changed its colors, it's not gone away. It's only simply morphed into right. that those things that we don't see as easily as what we saw, like the hangings from the tree. Now, mm -hmm. so we feel like we're stepping into this zone of. We don't have to whip our children to, to discipline them because that was a part of the slavery. No, but you still have to discipline them. You don't have to whoop them, nor beat them, nor cuss at them. You don't have to break a child's spirit like how our ancestors had their spirits broken. We don't have to do that. But you do have to love your child and give your child discipline. But we disconnected from that and didn't replace it with what our definition of discipline and love looks like. So that's, and we feel the best way to do it is the best way we know how. Well, I don't want my child to feel like how I felt, you know, feeling like there's a huge wall between what I can say and do as a child versus what my parent tells me. I don't want my child to feel like how I felt. So I'm going to be close to my child. And how am I going to do that? I'm going to act like we're so close that I'm be your friends. best friend. You yep. my best friend. We're going to do everything together because I want to keep us so close that you feel open enough to talk to me about things that I didn't feel safe enough with my own mother to talk about. And no, no, not everything that our parents did was wrong. Girl, you is preaching. <laughs> you, you see preaching. what I mean? Not everything that they did was, was wrong. There were some things that we were supposed to have held on to because now you can't even... Tell your child, you're going to graduate. You're going to go to school. You, I wish I wish I would have a teacher call me. Oh, no. I, if I say that to a child nowadays, a child would tell me, call her. If she answers my phone. phone. Yeah. I, yeah. I give you my phone. Yeah. I give you my phone. Yeah, For real. I've heard like, that. you want me to call her? Because she probably won't answer you. She... <laughs> or the parent come up there now with a whole attitude and you getting on me because of what I'm saying, see, we're disconnected. We're not all on the same page. Right. We can't mm -hmm. be on the same page. We don't trust each other. We don't know that we on the same side. We should be. We gotta be. And now no the children way. who Listen. always been smart, the children are smart enough to know how to play us against each other. D girl, 
that's a whole nother episode right there. Ooh. How your children's play. Well, well, your well. children's play all types of ways. So look, that's a whole different episode from teacher, from the teacher to the parent to the mom to the dad to the grandma to the mom. It's a whole lot of playing going on. It's a whole lot. So we don't, and we don't have time to point the finger and try to figure right. out exactly who's the blame, who we don't have, because we'll go all day in circles. Everybody's the blame, but everybody's equally responsible. So let's just give everybody a wash. Let's That's just, it. again, those values, those principles, That's compassion. It. Let's give forgiveness. Let's, let's create, how do we create harmony? How do we create peace? Come on now. Come on now, because we don't have to fight anymore. We don't have to fight each other anymore. We don't have to do that. I don't even care it. about why you still at the strip club. I don't care about that. I just want you to know I see you, sis. And I'm telling you, you got so much more that we can do together now. You're not by yourself. Oh, what you say? You got $50,000 from working at the strip club? Give me 25 of them thousands of dollars, and then this is what we're going to do with it. I'm not mad. I'm not judging you. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying we can now rebuild and elevate according to how we need to move to the future. We can all get together, but we got to stop blaming each other. And I'm telling you, we don't. We are in peril. We are in peril. And that means that that would be worse than where you think that is bad right now. Yes. Yes. And that's what she's talking about, yes. because yes. there's so many people that are speaking that it's bad right now. Mm. And you don't realize that if we don't speak up right now, it's about to get worse than it is right, right now. now. As we my kid, as, behind. as one of the babies behind. that I know would say, he would call that worser. Ooh, he worser. would say, Miss, he yeah. would say, Miss A, that's worser than it. Uh-huh. It's worse, baby. It's worse, baby. It's worse, baby. And we, and and it's an easy switch. It's an easy fix. It happens like that. Like when Angela said something about how much the student, the school district got paid for a student, something clicked in my mind. Now, it wasn't that we need to get together and all that because the book is already written. The book is already out. So that wasn't it. But damn, wait a minute. This little kid cost, you get over seven, sixteen thousand dollars $16,000 for this kid. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't have to be, we shouldn't even be talking about is he getting lunch? I'm just saying. He we should, should be, be talking shit. about is he even go graduate? We should that should be understood. Sixteen thousand. They should all be right there because it's a part of it. Because within the educational system, the educational system is only going to do but so much. Now, now I sound like Angela because at the end of the day, I can sit in the class for eight hours, but if when I get home or when you get home, because I'm usually home already before you. That's another thing that I've always had a situation with. School should be longer. Mm. School should be longer so that you could be ready to sit for these eight hours that I need you to work. Like not, not so much the not so much the structure of it, but you know how the bell ring at three, right? And don't nobody really get out at three. You don't uh -huh. get off at three unless you came in at like seven, right? Or six. Ain't nobody trying to come in that early, but that's the only way you really get out off at three at in a real job you know what i mean so i believe that at three o'clock 
if you are finished with your programming like school, then now it's time for you to do something extracurricular for these next two hours. You know what I mean? Plus, we we now will get away from the children just being unattended to. Right. So now we're all getting in at the same time. But think about it. The kid is in school for eight hours. You come in the house. You tired. Let's be honest. You already tired. But you never have a time to just ask, well, what what you do today? How is school? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Now, I'm not going to tell you check homework because, you know, everything is different now. So when we check home, we're like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> what? What the hell is this? Like, I used to tell kids, listen, listen, <laughs> I need you to pay attention. I need like, you to pay attention while you're I, class. you got to come back and teach me this so I can help you. Because, damn it, I can't help you right now. You got to, I need you to pay attention. You got to pay attention. Listen, I used to tell my kids, do me a favor. When the class is over, you let your teacher know that I told you, you need to learn this and come back and teach it to me because I don't know what the hell you doing. And I can't even begin to help you. You know what? I'm going to help you if we don't know what the hell's going on. You you know, that's funny because, you know, it it, it made that kid a great student because now his teacher realized, wait a minute, he got somebody working with him. Because he don't get it. And so when I, he brought it to me, I didn't get it. But he, it made him feel real comfortable because, you know, I'm the adult. And <laughs> I don't get it, dude. But I know how to ask questions. So you ask the man before I have to ask the man. Because, you know, I pick you up after school. I will call this man over and ask him. So so that lesson from yesterday, I'm lost. Did, did he get it? But when I realized that they go through that process, and they can then teach it. That's something that they've learned forever. You would never be able to take it away from them, no matter what, no matter what happens. And that is the lesson. That's what we got to understand. Googling it. I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm opposed. But Googling it is only for the moment. You got to learn some stuff so that you can have it. Because you can't Google it and then go back and replay it without your phone. You need your Google. Like, and and that's where, like, I see the breakdown because I love children. I do. I love how they're on this phone and how they can tell me everything and move it and this, that, and other thing. I just like to always take them away from the phone because regardless of how great society wants to make us they i mean they're making robots we see this that's artificial intelligence but without having it embodied you don't know and you have to get it so that you can have your perspective i heard you say all of this angela i heard you say all of this but it's the truth because we can you can tell me You can tell me and I can grab it. But until I know how to make it mine so that I can take it to the next place, I can take it to the next spot, you know? And listen, I don't know if you heard it or not, but Angela said that if you dancing and you making $50,000. Take that 25. You better. 
be Do taking $25,000 of that damn money and doing something where I'm just, hey, now y'all know my misunderstood came from the club. So we don't, we don't, we don't judge. But honey, I remember coming home with trash bags full of money hmm. and paying bills with this money. Hmm. Hmm. So it is a it's a matter of how you do what you do. Yes. But I hope you ain't getting no 50 grand and ain't putting at least half of that up. Yeah. Because that would be another thing that the school never taught, doesn't teach. And I believe that that is going to be one of the biggest faux pas. But that is the responsibility of us. Yeah. Our families don't even do that. Our families right. don't teach us right. finances. Right. So I can't blame the school. Right. The family right. don't teach you how to say right. But, you know, you might get one aunt that's been doing it. And that one aunt that's been doing it that right. everybody called when somebody died or something like that, yeah. you know, because yeah. we all need this money. Now we yeah. call her. She's yeah. the only one in the whole yes. entire family yes. that is saving. Yes. yes. That becomes a situation. And that's what we have to hone in on. Like, I believe, like, I say it all the time, bro. You know, they make you, they make you get car insurance because you're driving. Mm-hmm. They make you get health insurance because you're breathing. Home insurance. But they don't let they don't make you get life insurance. Hmm. Oh, but we are oh. living. That's yeah, oh. I know where you're going. I know we exactly are living where you're going. and we will die. So within all of the preparation of just life, it's time to it's time to open the gate. Oh, tell the truth. Oh, shame the devil. Come now. But we're going to live together in harmony because we can't get rid of him. I tell people that all the time. Don't act like the devil ain't real. Because damn it, in the beginning of Job, it says that God communicated with the devil. And guess what? You don't communicate with just oh anybody. You communicate with your people, your, with your friends, people that you see in your community. Mm-hmm. And that was a conversation that he had with the devil. So if God is speaking to the devil, how dare we think that he's not there? Mm-hmm. How dare we think that there's not something that is going against us? Like Angela said it, we they don't have to do it anymore. We offer to do it. It's us. I ain't had my son read a book till he was four. And I only had him read the book now because the, the teacher keep calling me, talking about he keep throwing the books in circle time. <laughs> you do know that if a baby ain't never seen a book, the first thing the baby should do is throw the book. So right don't on. you wait until right he's four on. to right give on. him his first book. Right on. <laughs> he should know how to be turned and paid. Right on. And 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 it's fun. Raising a baby is actually fun. I saw so many little kids yesterday. They were yelling, they were screaming, they were falling. I was just in my world. The lady kept yeah. saying, Do you Sound have like a me. do you have a kid? I'm thinking my baby is almost 22 years old, but my heart is still there. Yeah. And that's what we yeah. need. We need community to come back yeah. in that common unity. And for nothing else but for our babies. Yeah. Our babies yeah. are important to us. 
Look, our babies are very, very important to us. And believe it or not, they're important to the scheme of things, you know, like this future that we think that we have. Well, and to, to your point, that's why I want to jump in, because I think that we've gotten we we don't see one of the questions that um, I always have for parents. And this is one of the questions that we're posing um, in one of our upcoming workshops on November 5th to the parents is what is your intention for your child's future? And I really mm. want you to think honestly about that, that's because intention means actively participating actively participating being intentional um you know you are taking the initiative to set things up according to what you believe that your child is not going to become but what because whoever they are going to become they already have it within them now so what are you doing actively and intentionally right now in your thoughts when it comes to your child today, tomorrow, the future? Because there should be nobody more responsible for that part of your child's development than you as the parent, the guardian, the caretaker. So I think what happens is, again, I think that we have sort of just handed our children off to the school system or whatever other system thinking that, oh, well, that's where they're going. Well, I got to go to work because I got to go be here. I'm going to take care of these bills. The only thing that you got to do is go to school, act right, not have any of your teachers call me and graduate. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's as far as we go or as deep as we go into seeing our child's future. But I'm talking about now, I mean, actually close your eyes and actually en envision your child, see your child. It's gonna take some of us even longer to do that because you've never closed your eyes to see your child. Mm. See your child, not through the lens of, oh, is my baby, is my, no, 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 no. For the person that your child is consider their mother and their father consider who your child's mother is consider who your child's father is consider what how much time do you really invest with your baby on a daily basis after you like you said you've been at work all day I'm coming home. I'm tired. I probably still got the cook because I didn't take the food out so now I either got to try to pull it out and thaw it out real fast mm -hmm. or I got to do something you else I got to throw these clothes in the washing machine. I got the job. I got to try to act like we finna go over this homework because now the teacher calling. So now she, oh my God, I don't want to look like a bad mother who ain't concerned. So, mm -hmm. you know, you in a routine, you in a routine, but you're not doing it for the organic, authentic nature of nothing else other than this is your child. Move all of that out the way. Get all of that out the way and just sit with your baby look at your baby talk to your baby like you were talking to yourself because your child is nothing other than a reflection of you and or the father or the grandmother whomever the lineage how far back it goes but what is your intention have you actually thought about why you telling the child go to school go to school beyond what then what for, for what for what why are you telling this baby to go to school and you got to think outside of just your nature of survival right now do you want your baby to just go to school so at least you can know that they are in a secure safe place at least for eight hours of the day that they're at least getting some kind of food even though it's nasty as hell but they're getting fed so you don't have to like are you are you working are you operating from a survivalist mindset as opposed to a my child is gonna live 
My child is going to get to do all of the awesome, most beautiful things. My child is going to be my ancestors. Blessing to the world. I, my child is going to be the leader. Because if you see that your child can be a leader, that means do you is your baby in leadership classes? During the summertime when your baby is sitting at home and you still got to, well, did you put them in some leadership clubs? Did you put them in some leadership organizations? You got to think real honestly about your participation as the significant influence in who your child becomes because that is you the onus is on you and if you are the the degree to which you are able to do that indicates the degree of your child's success and happiness for within not external not oh how much money he has not i'm not talking about any of that i'm talking about finding peace within himself because you poured so much into him that was outside of all of those extraneous external things you saw him that baby for who he is and you loved it and he knows that my mama likes me my mama loved me so much i know she ain't even had this money but she found 250 dollars to put me in this four-week program and told me that i need to do it you gotta come you gotta talk to your babies listen baby i know it's a lot of pressure but i'm gonna tell you why going to school is so important you got to go because if you don't go, I don't know if I'm going to be able to support you. I, I haven't really made any future plans. I'm really right now working check to check every day, every day. I have not been able to go outside of my everyday pressures to really formulate a plan for you. So I need you to become active. I need you to activate. I need you when you go into school, this is what you're going for, whether you like it or not. And until I can catch up, to be in that same space is going to be on you, baby. So let's talk about college. Let's talk about what you want to do. If you don't want to go to college, have these conversations so your babies know that it is somebody depending on them to be successful. They don't have a place. The, the children don't have a place. They don't have a role. They don't have a responsibility in the families. So they're just being treated like they just, here, go there, go there, go to school, go to, go eat that nasty food, go care about your babies so they can come into school acting like somebody cares about them because i can tell the difference wow that's what's missing that's what's missing it ain't the school system fault for that that's your fault i said wow. it. wow that's your fault well you have heard it here in the trenches with this special guest of all oh, i hope she dropped so much knowledge just in this episode, I hope that it put a change and make a change in the community. Miss Angela L. Johnson, the co-founder of Innerverse Inc. I mean, I really appreciate you stopping by, speaking to us and threw a lot of knowledge out there, a lot of understanding that a lot of people are not paying attention to that they should now, since they have the knowledge, now we know that they cannot pass up the accountability now it's on them because now that they know any last words miss johnson on what you want the listeners to know and understand and also tell them you know where they can reach you in regards to interverse inc Thank you. I want to tell you, uh, you both, thank you for, for the time. Thank you for setting this up. Thank you for the energy and the love. Um, and to anybody who happens to be hearing this or watching this at this moment, that's because you're supposed to be at this very moment. You're supposed to be catching this. And everything that we say, that I say, that has been shared, it comes from my heart, I, my, from the love. 
this is all love. This is all from what I have been observing over the past 17 years, being uh, an educator in the public school system. It is not the school system. It is us. We need to we need to empower our children. We need to equip them with the tools that they need to be successful in any situation. And because they spend so much significant time in the school, they need to know who they are when they go into this school. They can they need to be able to operate from a place of awareness and truth from your words as the parent. But you got to put in the time for that. We got to put in the time for that together. Um, shameless plug if you need to know how to do that if you want to help if you want to know what the next is listen i'm not i don't like to just talk about things i i I can only talk about things for so long before i realize i'm talking about it so that must mean i'm supposed to do something about it and so which i have which is how interverse the nonprofit was born you can check us out right now on instagram you can go to interverse.inc that's i-n-n-e-r b-e-r-s-e dot inc we do have two upcoming workshops uh here in houston on Saturday, November 5th and Saturday, November 19th. Um, we are hosting Recalibrate, Reset, and Go. Uh, it initially was just going to be for the students where we were going to actually take them through a deep dive of inner discovery focused on self-identity, self-awareness, and transcendence. But we recognize that if the parents are not a part of this experience, then the seeds won't plant into soil that's really going to, I need the parents to continue the conversation, continue the discussion, right. but the parents gonna have to get a whole lot of stuff that they've been hiding behind their mask, those guilts, those mm-hmm. mistakes, those regrets that you may be embodying, thinking that you're shielding your child from, but if it's within you, you got to bring all of that to the forefront so we can deal with it so we can get it out the way so you can connect and have these conversations in truth with your baby. So on Saturday, November 5th, Saturday, November 19th, that is what we will be doing with the students and the parents. It is a wonderful time. We'll be talking about that and then we'll be doing some consciously aligned career planning. Uh, we have some wonderful activities. My favorite right now is the um, the career speed dating that we're doing with some professionals in the community. Uh, career speed dating, we'll be doing a debate over the Will Smith, Chris Rock uh, fiasco because there were a lot of virtues and values that went through that whole thing that were on display. Um, and this is the most important part. We are paying y'all, this is how important this is. We are paying $150 to each participant that comes in with us on this. So wow. it ain't no out. It, you can't say, oh, because you didn't have the money because we're paying you. You can't say, oh, well, I need it because we're feeding you breakfast, lunch. Now, it, listen, is we've covered everything. All you have to do is come. And Show how up. to register for it is to go to um, Eventbrite. If you want, you can go to Eventbrite and just do a search for Recalibrate, Reset, Go. As soon as you start to type in R-E-C-A-L, it'll pull up our event. You'll see the flyers, beautiful red, orange colors. Uh, but you can just register. And But the parents and the students have to attend both workshops. This is very intentional work. This ain't for everybody. This is just for the ones that's catching on right now saying, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go check that out. We're doing real work. We're changing lives. So don't come if you think you're coming to play. This is not that. And you're not gonna drop your children off either. You have to participate. We are all in this together. All right. Thank y'all, love y'all. 
Well, shout you've out heard to Sunnyside, Houston, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Inwood. I'm a graduate of Eisenhower High School, class of 99. Shout out to all my people. <laughs> yep. Shout out well, to my family, the Johnsons, the McGowans. Well, you have heard it from Miss Angela L. Johnson and the wonderful, wonderful things that uh, she and her other co-founders are doing into the community to uplift the community. And we need more leaders in that fashion to help our community become stronger like it once was as what we talked. So this is your boy, Jasim from In The Trenches. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment on this right here episode. Hey, we will see you on the next one. Peace out. Love y'all. You've been listening to In The Trenches. Real, raw, plain speak without all the political correctness. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, reach out to TS and F Consultant and Management on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So long for now from In the Trenches.